Hey, this is Kat Stancic, the lead boss with the Revenue Accelerator podcast. And today I have two good guys um, with me today, Corey Carter and Ron Cool. They basically go both ways in terms of what they do with podcasting. Don't you like how I set you guys up? Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> go I was like, ways wow, and talk about okay. Two good guys. So well, it's know, a great like, guy. And one good like you guy. practice what you preach, right? So there are people out there who they share a strategy, maybe that they've learned sometime in the past, but they're not actually using that strategy anymore. They may have made money from it, right? This is like a bro marketing kind of thing, right? Where someone's, you know, doing a copy of a copy of a copy, and they're not even actually using that strategy in their business anymore. And it just becomes this like bait and switch tactic. However, you guys don't fall into that vein, meaning you actually do podcasting. You have an engaging podcast that I've actually been on to, and I will be linking that in the show notes as well. Um, as well as teach others how to do it, but you take it beyond just teaching them, right? Because this, I see this a lot is people who podcast for the sake of podcasting and wonder why it's not actually doing anything for their business. So we're really kind of talking about that. Like you're using podcasting in your business, whether you're building your authority, your expertise, or you're generating leads, whatever that is, but it's in that vein. Um, so what are people doing wrong in your expert opinion when it comes to Hey, let's start at the concept. I want to be a podcaster. I'm going to start my podcast or I've got it going. What are they fucking up? Well, one, uh, A, thanks for having us here. Kat. <laughs> it's amazing. Two, uh, what people sometimes they don't realize is they, they just don't, they just launch and then they think the magical fairies will give them listeners, right? And then you put one episode out there and you think that, well, iTunes is, has my show, so everyone on iTunes should hear it. And, and so what people, I think, realize or don't realize is if you can launch the best proper way, hit the charts, get noticed, get the algorithms working in your favor, mm -hmm. then that can have the long-term effect for a successful podcast. And then the second piece to this and this is what I think Ron and I see more than anything is a lack of consistency. So if the first way to fail with your podcast is to not be consistent. Right. Right. And I, I'm going to also add, like, even before the podcast starts, people get hung up on this. It has to be perfect mentality. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't like our first podcast was bad. <laughs> and guess what? That's fine because it was 200 and some episodes ago and hopefully we've gotten a little bit better and more comfortable but done beats better than perfect when it comes to podcasting yeah i think and anybody who even has a successful podcast you know however you determine what that is in terms of listeners subscribers downloads whatever that is i mean if you want to feel good about yourself just go listen to those first couple of podcasts and like <laughs> right. even what's his faces who just sold his for like multiple millions of dollars to spotify like his first one was, you know, a card table, Christmas lights, and like two shitty mics. Right. Um, but the difference between him and a lot of people out there is that he started, he did it, he kept going. And it wasn't just after 20 episodes that he started seeing a difference. Well, I mean, is there, is there a magic number there? Like, where do you see people really starting to create success with their podcast? Well, it, it depends. Like, it depends if you're doing anything. Again, if you promote it in certain places throughout the week. If you talk about it, you know, like we want to come and talk about our podcast on your show, right? Like we got, you got to be able to do things like that and, and get the word out there. If you have a, a guest on your show, then hopefully there's a, a mix of promotion, right? And that guest helps build your audience. And then 
then if you also want to have like raving fans of that show, you need to sometimes do the solo episodes and be that subject matter expert. And so you've got to have all these variables. Uh, but we've got one person that struggles with all of the promotion stuff, like literally last second gets me the audio, but doesn't give me the show description. Then I can't do any of the, the creation that goes with it for her to promote the show. All this, all these like things that we would give the slap on the wrist for and, and tell her to do better. But then she just kind of did a hundredth episode relaunch and, and she had like almost 3000 downloads the last two days. Like it is, it can be done and done well, even in her like pet photography niche that she's doing of, of, of a podcast. And, and so there's no right or wrong way other than be consistent, promote as much as you can talk about it as much as you can, and then just set a little goal. Like if, if, you know, vanity numbers are, are kind of not a success metric in our mind, but if you want 10 listeners and today you have five, then go talk to five more people and get five new listeners. Right. Like, and then just that slow growth can, you know, be one of those ways for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ron, anything you'd add to that? Cause I'm well, sure. The other, something. The, well, again, the, the vanity metrics yeah. don't mean much. I mean, you know, people get hung up on growing listenership, which is important. However, it goes back to if I had two rooms, one had 10,000 in there that doesn't know you and one had a hundred that likes your stuff and, and knows you and wants to buy mm-hmm. stuff from you, which room would you go into? Yeah. Right. So your followers are your followers. And the other piece, do solo episodes because your followers want to hear from you. So how do you differentiate like Facebook lives or YouTube, like, you know, how to video from a podcast solo show? like episode. I mean, we fully believe in the repurposing aspect and to put it in as many places as possible. So if you do a how-to training on as a Facebook live, then download it, do any kind of edits you want, put an intro in it, put an outro in it and put it on iTunes. And then same thing with the YouTube, put some graphics on it, put the right thumbnail. So you have like your how-to of what you're actually talking about and then a little caption and put it on YouTube. And so definitely, I mean, not that we're doing it the right way, but Ron and I know the importance of being everywhere as much as possible and podcasting is our platform. So we use it everywhere. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, it's about putting that strategic effort into creating the ease and why not repurpose something that's already good. It's not like you have to reshoot it and be like, all right, you know what, on this how-to video with the same topic, I'm just going to change my shirt and pretend like it's a brand new video. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, so like you talked about the intro and the outro, looking at the thumbnails, like this is starting to get into like the details of, you know, it's kind of like the icing on the cake. Sure. You can make a cake. And that's kind of like what the podcast is. It's good. It's hearty. It's there, but there's the aesthetic aspects of things. So why bother with an intro and outro? Why bother with show notes? Why bother with a thumbnail? If the content is really what people are wanting. I can take this one, Corey. Because people learn learn different ways. People react to things different ways. Some people like to read. Uh, Some people like to look at the graphics. Some people like to listen. So now you're able to hit them in all different aspects and you're meeting your listener where they want to be met. Yeah. And just an an add to the intro, the outro aspect, it's your commercial right? It's a commercial about the show. It's a commercial about you, commercial about your product. It's a call to action to go check out your stuff, you know, after they've listened to it and they loved it, right? And then go to, you know, whatever their, their free thing is or their Facebook connection or whatever 
it might be, but it's like those intro and outro is it's real estate that a person can use. And it, you know, obviously from a podcasting perspective, when you hear the music tied to us, something at the beginning, you're like, all right, now I can get ready. Now I'm in the right frame of mind, right? Like you put someone in there, right? And then at the end, same thing, like, okay, they just said goodbye. And here's this little, you know, commercial with the music. And again, it just, it's that open and closed kind of loops that people set. Uh, so definitely it's important to have them, but do they have to be super well done? And, and, you know, do they have to be professionally done? No, like get a phone, get some music that's free and it doesn't have anything say talking to your phone, like whatever's easiest, whatever somebody can afford. Um, but it, I definitely agree. Like it should be done uh, and to, to have that commercial to be in the, in the end. Yeah. Anything that you see, um, cause show notes, you know, I think I'm, I'm a, I'm a reader, right. So I'll, I'll call myself out right away. Like I see people and it also depends on the platform, right? So people consume information differently. Like on LinkedIn, I don't see people consuming videos on Facebook, different story. You know, sometimes people use the reading. So that how I see people's behavior is let me read a little bit, see if it's interesting. And then I'll watch that thing, or then I'll listen to that thing. So what are you guys seeing when it comes to the show notes, right? Like I've seen different, different structures. I've seen different links. I've seen people just throw in the rev transcript and be like, you know, (laughs) I've seen other people be really conscious about how they structure it. What's a good show note. What's like, what's a, like, you must do this at a minimum and what we, what you guys really target as the gold standard. Yeah, definitely at a minimum, uh, have a couple sentences, maybe a couple paragraphs about whatever the show talked about. Mm. Right. So, you know, at a minimum, I think you can get away with that. And so if it's a 30 minute show, you might have two paragraphs of, Hey, this was the guest. And this is a little bit about the guest, And this is a little bit about what we talked about. And then the other piece that I think is a bare minimum is a link to, and as the show host, you may have just a link to your own stuff only. Um, sometimes if you have guests, you may have a link to their stuff, but either way, I think there should be some kind of like the call to action, whatever you said in your outro, as far as how to get in touch or connect with that, with you or the host or whoever, I think is good to have as, as the links, but then you can yeah do key takeaways. You can do the transcripts. You can, whatever you want to do. It's just, it, it's definitely like, as long as you have a little bit of about the person and about the show, if there's a guest and, uh, and then the links to connect. Yeah. 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 I was going to just add that some people, some of our clients only give a link to like a place that they can get all the -hmm. content that the guest is giving, but they control the traffic. Right. Mm -hmm. So you came on our show, you want to give a a PDF. We're going to, um, direct people to our site to log in, to get your PDF, they will have links to your stuff after they get through our site. So then it becomes your traffic. Oh, nice. It's a nice gatekeeper kind of strategy. Plus, you know, with a, you better make sure you have a CTA in your own, um, you know, (laughs) freebie or else you're not going to be able to redirect things. I've seen a lot of different strategies like that, where I've seen people provide these very detailed um, show notes where they had high level people. So let's say you had like Oprah on your podcast, right? And so people are going to want to get access to whatever she's shared, you know, kind of have that structure. And they basically provide a few of those for free. And then you've got to go into a membership where, what are the strategies that you've seen work when it comes to using podcasting as part of your revenue stream? Well, this is our our favorite one, and this is why we 
do not care about any kind of vanity metric because at the end of the day, you, most businesses are built on relationships, right? Like whether it's one-to-one or one-to-many, there's, it's built on a relationship. And so uh, our main revenue stream with our podcast has always been with the direct relationship that we create with the guests. Mm-hmm. Now, A, we have access to the guests, right? And so you come on our show and it's like, oh, you, you have a podcast. Maybe we can edit it. Maybe we can maintain it. Maybe we can manage it, right? Or you come on our show and it's like, you've got this wonderful thing and you don't have a podcast, but you're thinking about one. And we find out through the interview, then guess what? We're going to say, well, we have our program that'll help you launch a podcast. So, you know, check it out. Right. And you've already built this relationship. So to us, these conversations replace sales calls. Mm. And, and so it's just like, that's how we do a couple interviews a week specifically for our show because they, even though we're only airing one a week, but we're always interviewing more than once a week because it's the relationships we build. And, and yeah, so Kat, you, we haven't done work together yet, but who knows, right? Like the, in the future, we might, uh, you, you might use us, we might use you in the future. You might be like, oh, I know these people directly yeah. that need to launch and call us, right? Like there's, you never know. So it starts with the relationship. That's the money driver. Ron and I could care less if we get 50 downloads, a thousand downloads or whatever, because our podcast is for the relationships that we create through talking to folks like yourself. Exactly. It's, it's about the relationship. It's about nurturing the relationship and then only helping or offering help if we can actually do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's, it's again, doing business the right way. Yeah. I mean, I think this just like with lead generation, right? I mean, this is, this is what it is, which is the, the, let's say you're a podcaster, right? So you guys are me, right. And we bring a guest on a lot of people really look at, I mean, this is what I've seen in terms of why people give up on podcasting or they have a bad taste in their mouth, which is okay. I'm not making money from the podcast, right? Like that, the, the people I'm bringing on aren't buying from me, blah, blah, blah. And they look at leads very, this one dimensionally of a lead is a client and there's no other opportunity for that person. So if that person doesn't buy, that's it. And I like what you're sharing, which is, Hey, that person on the other com- end of the conversation on the other side of the screen, it's not just a client. It's potentially a referral partner. It's a power partner. It's um, someone you can brainstorm with. It's a friend. It's like all these things. And then that person then can connect you to all of those things yet again, which is how I like to create an infinity loop of leads because you never run out as long as you've got one interesting person to talk to. Right. What well, are you seeing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so I think what's, that's what a lot of podcasters do in terms of mistake, which is they have people come on their show and it's this churn and burn approach, right? Of like, I'm just going to get so many podcast episodes. I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep going, but they never go back. They never go back and have a conversation with our guests. They never keep in touch. They never add value. They don't send them the content. You guys were great. You sent me mini clips. You sent me, you know, images to share. You sent things for me to just have for my own edification, right? Like you're like, Hey, here, like here are 10 things and you can share all 10 or you can share the one that you like. Right. And so knowing my audience, I know what they're going to respond to. So not all 10 things may be appropriate, meaning they're not going to engage with it, but these two or these three things I know will help drive traffic. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so crazy. Like Ron and I, um, for our podcast, we want to do recasts, uh, which basically we, we want to go get on a show like this one, and then after you publish it onto your channel, we want to get the, the, you know, edited file or raw file and then republish it on our show. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and we're building up a bank of, of these to have it consistent, right? Like we don't add anything until it can be consistent. And, and so once we have our bank of, you know, 20, 30 of these interviews that we've done, then we'll start adding it on our show, right? And so again, that adds more edification of the guests of the other person's show. And you would, wouldn't believe the number of people that don't utilize it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we, every single interview we do, we ask for it. And I would say maybe 50% are like, yeah, here you go. You know, I want my show out there again. <laughs> so what's the benefit of doing something like that? Because I always love seeing the strategy because I see it, it makes sense, but like not everyone listening understands like, what's the play here? Like what's, why would someone do that? And how is that beneficial for the other person? And how is it beneficial for you? The reason? Yeah. 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 So, you know, for for you, if anybody heard you on our show, for one, then then they have the links to you and they can go find you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe then same thing on they uh, see this show because right on on our, the links as we talked about when you came on our show, I don't believe we met, we talk about the podcast. I don't believe we might have talked about it, but I don't I don't know if we have a link directly to go listen to your podcast, right? But then if they now if we put say this interview on yeah. our show, they hear you interviewing us they like it they don't like it but anybody that likes it is going to now go add your show mm-hmm. to their you know library of shows that they might listen to um you know just in a sales process right like you're looking at what 7 to 30 touches however many it takes to get somebody right and so uh if you can find ways to get touches that are easy right find ways that you get you like, to go down south of this <laughs> Yeah. Like, so now this is a second. You can touch touch people quicker and faster. Yes. (laughs) This is this, like, if we took this interview and put it on our show, this would be your second. All consensual. All consensual. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's that, that consumption modality, right? So once you have someone come into your ecosystem, right, they've come in, they've, there's something that gathered their interest they're going to go in and they're going to start going down the rabbit hole. And in that space where we are in hyper consumption mode, we want to give people as many opportunities to get to know, like, and trust us and understand our values and how we might be in alignment and those kind of things, because then that gets them to that buying decision faster. Not meaning that when they get to that place where they're ready to make a buying decision, you're a consideration because you were consistent because that's what you get them in, in that way. But you've got, you guys are really great in terms of what you have in terms of structure of they come into the podcast, but there's a links and those feed over here and that feeds over here and you grab their attention back over here. Right. Right. It's, it's truly, when we look at repurposing content, it's getting tidbits or things out to our people that will truly benefit them in order to get them to get unstuck or move forward. And, and a recast is no different, right? Mm-hmm. Or when, uh, especially like, let's, let's, let's flip the recast a little bit differently. If we recasted this show on our, our podcast, you've interviewed us, right? So, so we're going to be talking about things differently mm-hmm. than we would if Corey and I were just talking, yeah. right? Cause we're not going to like, it's just not in our nature to pump each other up. If somebody's like asking us questions and kind of setting us up to, to answer it in a way, we don't do that for ourselves. Right. So, so it's a great way to keep you as a subject matter expert. That's not a solo show Mm -hmm. that another person is edifying you. Yeah. 
I mean, it's always easier to sell someone else than it is to sell yourself. And it's always nice to be able to drive that value because sometimes when someone asks that question and you're like, oh yeah, it's something that's so obvious to us in our own worlds as experts. But when someone asks that question, it's not always obvious to them. And it adds that value in that perspective. Oh yeah. I forget how that's so easy for me, but it's such a high value for someone else because it's in that, that flow state for us, our zones of genius. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, again, back to the, what do people do when, when they struggle with their podcasts and some, so many shows, it's either solos only and they never interview. And so it's harder to grow it. And then some others only interview and they never position themselves as the subject matter expert. They just become a great interviewer. And uh, so again, when you're recasting the tables are turned, you can be that subject matter expert and uh, you know, it's so important for your own show. You got to be the subject matter expert of your own show. You have to be. Do you guys have any like things that you work towards in terms of structure of like, you know, 20 minute podcasts are the best or 30 minute or an hour long or two minute ones, it's, right? Because everyone has an opinion. It's consistency. And we always tell people stay under an hour, um, but it's consistency. I think that's the main thing. Like if your audience knows your shows are two hours and listens to your shows for two hours, then be consistent at two hours. Mm. If I, I would not recommend that, but I would also not recommend doing it every day. I would highly recommend doing a weekly show for 30 minutes a week mm-hmm. consistently mm-hmm. period. And then calling out when it's longer, if there's whatever reason, or to doing a two-part series or things like that. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and even if it's, you know, don't just have it be 30 minutes to be 30 minutes, right? Like if the conversation ends at 20 minutes, <laughs> like, end it, that's fine. Right. Um, right. But I've been on those. Oh, what else are we talking about for 10 minutes? Go. I don't know what else to ask. I don't know. How, what's your favorite color? Because like you're killing me smalls. You're not answering the question. (laughs) We've, uh, we do have another show um, that we don't really talk about too much. It's, it's for a different play. It's called the impactors. It is a daily show. And, you know, when we first started this daily track of something, we were doing like 10 minutes, 10, 10, 10 for 10. Like it was 10 minutes uh, at 10, 10 every day. And, uh, but we kind of shifted as we launched this show to be like, we're just talking about this one subject. If it takes us three minutes to talk about it, Mm. then great. If it takes us 15 minutes, awesome. No big deal. But that's kind of our thought, like uh, whatever, wherever the conversation goes, just be real and, and don't try to add the fluff. Just try to, you know, have some fun in the real conversation. And if you're interviewing people, same thing, like, you know, what your show's about, you know, what your audience is about, you know, the guests, somewhat can bring Mm -hmm. and if any of those guests get off track like reel them back in uh to keep it away from you know stuff that's really not as as uh important for your show yeah and i mean i'm assuming you guys do this with your clients and things like that which is providing them that like sop so of like best practices this is what you should be doing because it's not just about getting the show out there. It's also about getting the guest to share because that's how the cross-pollination actually happens. So, I mean, what's something that you see people not leveraging as part of getting your guests to share your con- their content um, easily, right? Because some people make it hard. <laughs> kind of setting the expectation, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and then the other, so setting the expectation. The other thing is if I give you something to share about your show, but I'm featured on it, like really predominantly and you're small, right? Are you going to share it? Mm. Like you started this episode sharing, saying, Hey, we gave you a whole bunch of stuff that edified you as the guest, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to edify the guest 
and kind of like we set the expectation. Hey, here's 10. Use one, use all, use none. They're yours, right? So if you use them, phenomenal. We have one, one person that was on our show that used our stuff for like five months, which was phenomenal because it was branded our stuff. It was branded her stuff. It made her look good. And she pointed people back to the podcast. Mm. She did exactly what we wanted people to do with the exact same setup that we said to you, use it, don't use it. It's up to you. We're going to use it. <laughs> so we make it selfishly for us, even though it's focusing guest first, guest forward. Right. So you guys have different ways of working with people. I saw, I mean, I looked at your, the stuff and I really appreciated how you were working at, with people. The offers were for where the person was, right? It wasn't just this, Hey, here's the one way to work with me. It's, you know, $25,000 a month, right? Like we've all seen. Well, people, if you would like to pay that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> later. Um, so like, um, but, you know, one of the things that you guys said was, you know, charging, you know, supporting people, but not having to pay that exorbitant agency fee. Right. Um, there's a fee of course. Right. But, you know, I see people trying to be a little bit aggressive with what they're charging, but not understanding that the ROI has to be there. So yeah, sure. You can charge $10,000 a month. I've seen people trying to do that. Um, but the ROI has to be there. And I know that you work with a variety of different people at different levels because the ROI is different at those levels. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, Ron and I definitely always believe like we're never going to be the cheapest, but we're, we're not out here to make, to, to be the most expensive. Like, you know, we want to be what's fair for everybody and maximize the time and the, and the money and that return. But, but yeah, like it's, it's so important. There's certain things that are no non-negotiable, like our lowest package for anybody that uses us on a monthly basis for editing still includes us making the cover art, still includes us making some of the shareables um, and still includes us publishing it directly to whatever podcast hosting platform they have. Like those are kind of the three things where we could see other people that do are in the same space. And, you know, their lowest thing is we edit, they edit it and then they give it back and the client has to publish it. The client doesn't get any, you know, graphics to share and promote it. And so like there's certain non-negotiables that Ron and I found and, and uh, just had to make it important because, it, it, you know, if people can record their show and forget about it, promote it, then they, they'll be more likely to stay doing it long-term, right? Like that's one of those things. And so, but it's, but yeah, from a 350 a month, you know, 30 minute show, just minimal to somebody that is doing, you know, four or five grand, but you know, it depends, like, are they doing it five days a week or are we, you know, we create all the micro content, are we publishing it to social? Like there's all these different levels of, of it. You know, in, in our business, we have really just focused on to the podcast world, but we want to be like, whether it's launch or rebrand, relaunch or maintain like everything. If somebody says podcast, we want them to think of us. We want them to think of Ron and Corey, Hindsight Hacking Media and all things podcasting. And there's so many people out in the world um, that have never launched and that we love helping them. Uh, but then, you know, we had a client I think today or yesterday, maybe for September, I mean, they broke over 20,000 downloads. Uh, you know, last year, this time they did like 15,000 downloads. They've been working with us for a little while and we just crossed 20. Like it's pretty awesome to, to have, you know, something like that and to work with somebody in that high, high intensity. Um, but it's just as fun to help somebody launch 
that has never even thought or listened to a podcast before. Yeah. And that particular client, they wanted, they brought us on so we could grow their listenership because they got to a plateau and they're like, we just want 5,000 more listeners. So we, we were able to get that mm. for them pretty quickly, you know, and consistently over, over the time that we've been there with them, you know, but we do all their social, all their content, all their captions, everything. So I'm assuming those are the things that help with growing the audience, right? Unless I'm missing something else in terms of, you know, how are you helping the other, how are you helping the guests share when you, you kind of hit on it, Corey, with the micro content, right? In terms of like creating those snippets, those, those golden nuggets, those one minute, you know, 20 second clips or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm sure probably there's some level of SEO that's involved, show notes, images, graphics. Is there anything else that people aren't doing as part of really helping them, you know, yes, subscribership is a vanity metric, but we also got to have some, some, some people listening to the content or it's not going to really do anything. Anything that you see people just not doing that they really should be like, what's that, what's that like, if you are really, truly trying to grow, you know, your listenership and you're trying to generate leads, what is the minimum, right. That people need to do as part of their overall podcasting strategy. Publish consistency. That's one. And like using the content and pointing it back to your podcast. I mean, that's the simplest thing to do. Yeah. Right. That those are the two easiest. Having those CTAs, intro, outro. I think we covered a lot of it, but you know, might as well hit the nail over the head again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, again, if if you're on Facebook, make sure to have like, hey, today's new show. You know, like not everybody cares about a new podcast episode, but you've got to be out there and remind people as often as possible. Um, but you know, another piece is it's so funny. Like we've, we know people that had recorded like 50 plus interviews and never launched their show and has made a ton of money doing their show, even though they've never launched their show. show, Right. So, so that to them is, is where the success is, but follow up. (laughs) Yeah. But for like one thing that, uh, like I know Ron and I are recommitted to, uh, and so it's good to talk about it here is if you want to grow your podcast listener viewership, whatever it is, it go, go get interviewed on other podcasts and talk about your podcast a little bit. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good one. It's definitely one I took note of. I'm like, Oh yeah. Mention the fact that you have a podcast when you are on other people's yes. podcasts, there's always the learning, um, which is one of my favorite things to do when it comes to podcasting is asking questions so that I can get those insider tips. That's right. Not paying you guys anything. <laughs> That's right. No, we, we did the same thing for our show. I mean, if you listen to our show, we were kind of all over the place at the beginning because it was like, hmm, I'm going to learn from this guy. Have him on the show. <laughs> Let's ask questions to learn to be on the show. You know, and you have to be careful because you don't want it to come across that, hey, I'm just getting free coaching from you. Like, yeah. But, but it's but, really, truly adding value. And I mean, it's how you position certain questions in certain ways. And part of what I love that you guys do as part of how you support people out there is looking at where's that gap, right? Which is kind of what I've been doing today is identifying there's these gaps that people have, no matter where you are in terms of your level of experience and podcasting, there's something you could be doing better strategically, which is why like you doing it yourself. And especially when you're, you know, successful and doing things, you don't have the time to go and edit and create the snippets and do the graphics and do these things. Cause that's actually costing you money. So it's looking at that's the ROI, right? What are you doing with that time that you're saving and then putting in the structure and the infrastructure, which is why I love that you guys share about processes, um, systems, things like that, best practices, because you're doing exactly what you're teaching other people to do. And anybody who uses their process to sell their process is always one of those gold stars in my book. 
Yeah. That's, you know, and that's the fun part too, when you, you're doing something that you love and you can use the process to sell the process, like it's yeah. pretty exciting, but, and it's, you mentioned that, the the time aspect, like Ron and I, through our uh, podcast launch program, we do a good training on how to edit, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's the, the cheapest software that a person can use and throw it in and then how to do all the little edits and all that. And then we also give them the calculator. Okay, well, it takes you this long to edit and it costs us, it, you can pay us this much, then you choose. Like what's, where's the RI? What is it more beneficial for you to do it yourself on the time? Or do you pay someone else? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. no, it, it's, it's perfect because that lets them really understand there is a cost involved, right? Because- just because you can do graphics doesn't mean you should. I, we had one person that loved doing graphics. Okay. It took her five months to put together some kind of cover art that she didn't like. And, and she gave us a great review because she goes, I, I gave it to Ron and I had something done in an hour, exactly what I wanted. Right. So she could have saved five months of her life. Mm. And she it wasn't on her show. Business. Yeah. And she could have launched her show. Like she could have been so so far ahead, right? So far ahead. So how can people get in touch with you? Because I know that not only do you guys drive value in terms of here, you've obviously, you've got a podcast. We're going to be, you know, linking that in the show notes, but how can people get in touch with you? Learn more about what you do, learn more about your services and all that good stuff. Yeah. um, So hindsight hacking is the podcast, the main one that you can go and and listen to our conversation with you. And uh, definitely, Definitely a fun one there. Uh, but then gethhm.com. That's a, a good place. So G-E-T-H-H-M.com. Uh, they can find us. They can book a call. We can chat for 30 minutes, no cost, like whatever. If you want to just go ask us questions about podcasting for 30 minutes, like no cost, just jump on. Um, so much so that we have a call in like two hours today about mm-hmm. somebody doing the same thing. Just, you know, when ended up at the site, booked the call. And he's going to ask us some questions about podcasting. It's like, no sale, no, like, we're just here to help. We're here to, you know, serve. And, uh, you know, if we can find a way to support anybody out there, like we're, we're happy to do so. Brilliant. Um, so we'll drop all those links in the show notes as well. And any parting words for the listeners today? Start getting your voice out there, get a podcast done beats better than perfect do it, do it, get some help. Yeah. Yeah. It it can be easier. Find a way to make it consistent, find a way to just repurpose. So if you're already doing a consistent Facebook live, find a way to repurpose it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I know you talk a little bit different to those on LinkedIn and those on Instagram and those on Facebook, but there's a way that you can make it. So you go all the places with that content. So uh, yes, we believe in podcasts. We believe in uh, you know, getting that message out there and then just find a way, like, it's not, not as hard. You can do it free. You can do it cheap. You can do, you know, you can record with your phone. Like, you know, you don't have to have the big studio set up. Ron and I, we didn't have our mics until we hit like episode 50, right? Like you can, you can do it and you can do it free, uh, free or low cost and then get your message out there. 
Yeah. And then reinvest in it. Right. So make that money and then reinvest in the process that's supporting you to make money so that you can keep expanding you guys. Um, thank you so much, Corey and Ron, you guys are always amazing to talk to, uh, make sure you guys check everything out. Everything is in the show notes. I'm going to say it over and over again, because there's a lot of links that are going to be in there for you guys to leverage a lot of great resources and a lot more information that Corey and Ron have on their site as well. Um, thank you guys so much for coming today. Thanks, thank Ron. you. Bye cat. <laughs>